0: Blessing those knows
1: is the curse, because I honestly want peace with you. When you come against my country, when you come against my family, you're trying to destroy my people, and I can't just stand.
0: What's up Cruz? what's up dan podcast number four Yeah. Hey, hey. how's uh how's work going works busy
2: oh yeah man works uh it's been crazy uh <clears throat> it's been pretty slammed the last couple of weeks but uh had to work this weekend uh 12 hours yesterday and uh eight hours today but
0: Different still than fortunate to too, have a right? job
2: yeah, it's been a all-day shift instead of the normal swing shift.
0: So you had to get up a little early?
2: Uh, Yeah, really, uh, really difficult thing for me is getting up early in the morning. I'm not a morning person, <laughs> so getting up before the sun rises is not something I take pleasure in.
0: That's surprising, too, because you came from the military.
2: Yeah, I know. That was rough, too. I actually stopped being a morning <laughs> person before I got in the military, and so... That was every day was was a pretty big struggle.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> I bet. Cool, man. So today we're gonna talk about kind of what we touched on in the last podcast, and that was kind of uh, like working out and being fit and stuff, and and why it's important uh, to be in sh- be in a good shape. You know, when it comes to being able to protect your family and and those around you and stuff, you know, so, uh, so where, where are you at right now in your fitness goal?
2: Uh, honestly, my fitness goals are always evolving. Um, the way I see it is I'll set a goal and then, you know, I'll meet the goal and keep raising that bar. So to me, all my, my goal is to just constantly improve no matter what, Um, whether it's uh, if I'm at the lifting at the same weight, you know, then maybe more reps, or if I'm running the same distance, you know, run it faster or maybe run a further distance. Um, Your goal should always evolve uh, and be tailored to your lifestyle. Um, You shouldn't try to um, kind of go outside your, Uh, What's the word I'm grasping for? Uh, You should set your expectations in realism. You know, you shouldn't say, like, oh, you know, I want to be able to bench press X amount of pounds in this short amount of time. You know, things take time. And so you need to uh, be realistic um, and also set your lifestyle to support whatever goals you have in mind. You know, you're not just going to eat like crap you know, drink a lot and sleep very little and then expect to go kill it in the gym and and excel and improve, you know, so you you got to have a proper mindset.
0: Yeah, I think the most important thing is, is things take time, but yeah, doing a cool thing for beginners, whether you're losing weight or gaining weight is that that initial start, you'll you'll see a lot of results.
2: Right. So um, go ahead.
0: But then you'll hit a hit a little plateau because now your body's um, adapting to the workout that you're throwing it.
1: Right.
2: You know. And so, kind of just, uh, backtracking. Uh, so I started lifting. I think how old was I? Nineteen or so. But I didn't really have any idea what I was doing necessarily. Uh, this was in 2011.
0: Were you in At the so- military?
2: Yeah, I was in the military. I, it was a little over a year cool. that I uh, had that been in at that point. Um, and so there was just like so much information out there. You know, every, everybody was giving their opinion about how to lift, this, that, and the other. And, yeah. you know, basically I bought, I bought into some of that bad information because I, I didn't really have anybody to talk to that was experienced uh, that that could give me some good info. And so for about a year and a half, I kind of struggled and didn't really have my solid footing lifting um and so after about i think six months or so to maybe seven months of actually like you know being in the gym i've i found some good information um i stuck with it
0: yeah
2: Uh, whether it was uh, so the so the lifting routine was five three one which basically you know you do five reps and for your primary lifts that is like bench deadlift squat and overhead press right um you you know you do five reps uh, for your first set and then three and then one uh, for your max out. And uh, there's more information out there. The guy who created the program is named Jim Wendler, and uh, he has a book on the 5 one program. And so I got into that.
0: And, you, uh, do that and I started, you do that every time that you're in the gym?
2: No. So the way it works is there's different variations of how you can do 5-3-1. My variation is... I'll do three sets of five for my primary lift the first week.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And then that's for, uh, yeah, so the first week. And then the second week is uh, sets of threes. So I'll do three sets of threes. And the percentages vary from week to week, depending on what variation of the program you're running. Right. And then third week of the cycle, you do five, three, one, and you max out <clears throat> uh, to what your lift is so with that process you can uh just you're building up each cycle to a max and then it tapers down the next cycle and then it goes up again so it's kind of like uh how the ocean has waves you see like the big waves coming and then like yeah, the slow, yeah. slow waves dying out as they get closer to the shore so wow. it has that tidal effect uh, you're so you're seeing progress uh, and it allows your body to recover Uh, And one key aspect of that program is to make sure you're getting six and a half to eight hours of sleep and you're eating enough to support that. And so when I first started training, I, I'm going to be honest, I I wasn't eating a lot of uh, nutritionally dense foods. Uh, It was a lot of junk food. Um, I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. So my priorities weren't supporting the goals that I had in mind. And so even though I had, uh, a goal in mind, I wasn't able to achieve it, uh, or even take steps to achieve it, and so I had to understand that and refocus and reorganize my my strategy and my habits and actions. Yeah. So fast forward uh, another two years or so. Uh, this guy in my unit, I met. He uh, he was a he, he's a big guy. He's like six foot two, two thirty. Wow. just jacked you know he even competed in uh, like bodybuilding com- competitions awesome. and uh and he was just uh he was a fountain of, of good information and so he even helped me uh you know even more focus uh on my goals and you know I'd just like bounce ideas and questions off of him and he would answer and so a lot of the progress I made was because of him and so my uh, performance grew by leaps and bounds prior compared to prior uh progress and it was it was such a blessing you know and how he kind of just took me under his wing and showed me the ropes if you will um and so that you know that helped motivate me more to continue my progress because it was I'm not gonna lie it was a pretty discouraging uh and it's it's tough to navigate something you're not too familiar with yeah
0: uh, yeah it, it, it can uh, it can be discouraging because it's yeah a, it's a skill that you, you just don't go and lift weights like there's a yeah. a technique you know one so you don't hurt yourself and two so you can actually see results
2: exactly yeah because you you see like you said uh injury you know i've seen uh people injure themselves because they were ego lifting, you know, lifting more than they should. I mean, technically they can lift it, but their form is incorrect. So they're putting their body at risk, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah. So I, you know, you definitely want to stay outside of that danger area. Uh, And then you you also want to, like you said, see the results. So make sure you're you're engaging the muscles properly, you know, you're using good form, all that stuff. And uh, so that's, those are some of the things that, uh, my friend that he helped to uh, you know show me and teach me and he even critiqued me on the lifts like I would ask him, like how's my form looking because I I couldn't really back then videos I'm sorry cameras on phones didn't really record good videos right
0: right and
2: so it was kind of hard to gauge how I was doing and uh, you know he helped set me straight he was honest too he wasn't sugarcoating anything some yeah. days he's like hey man your form looks good and the other days you know your form sucks this is what you <laughs> got to improve and and even there's even uh, accessory exercises that you can do with, like, dumbbells or even the machines. But I try to stay away from those that help support those lifts.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that, that's what I was going to say is if, if, you're, if you're new into weightlifting, you definitely want to use a, a light weight till, and then do a lot of exercises that work those – they're accessory muscles. But, like, with the heavy lifts, I call them, like, stabilizer muscles. You know, because they help you keep control of the weight while you're lifting it, or uh, extending it, or or whatever. You know, right. If, if if those muscles aren't strong, you'll be wobbling and and trying to get under the weight, and you know you you'll your form will be off, and then it and you can mess your body up real good.
2: Right. Yeah. So when you when you first start weight training, you definitely want to start with the appropriate amount of weight, you there is such a thing as starting too heavy. Uh, you definitely want to start lighter than you think you can because over time, your body is going to obviously grow in strength, but you don't want to exhaust it to the point where you hit that plateau. And so if you stay within a reasonable uh, limit of weight from the beginning, your body will adapt and not be taxed so much because if you're constantly maxing out, in the beginning, yeah, sure. You'll be able to uh, hit your goals consistently, but then your body's going to hit a wall and you're going to see your progress stall and it's it's going to be tough sledding for you because your body's then going to not recover as quickly and then you're more susceptible to injury.
0: Yeah, and, but, and the thing is too is you gotta, uh, you got to build up a little bit of endurance in your muscles. Like your, yes. your first set, you may be able to hit say, 145, right, if you're just starting, you may be able to hit the 145 ten times. Yeah. But then, like, if you're supersetting with something else, and then you go and you hit that bench again at 145, you might be able to get, like, three or four. Yeah. Because you taxed yourself, you haven't built up. I mean, that's happened to me uh, even currently, like, when I've when I've taken a a break, you know, because life gets busy. When I taking a yeah. break from weightlifting and then I get back into it, you know, I'll be able to hit a pretty good weight for the first set and then I'll go to hit the second set and it, it's like almost like somebody added weight onto it, you know, because I hadn't built up that endurance yet in my muscles.
2: Right. I Yeah, I've, I've been there too. Uh, so during this whole coronavirus thing, the gym that I go to was closed for a bit. Well, I'm sorry. It still is closed. Um, and so I started working out at home and some of the things that I was doing were more exhausting than I remember them. And that's because, you know, the the layoffs, your body starts to, uh, get used to not put it being put under stress. And so you lose that capacity. And so you have to regain that. And so initially when you're beginning to lift or exercise and weight train, what have you, uh. You're going to have to establish that that baseline for your body to use being used to being under stress, uh, and in time you'll see it increase. Uh, so you just have to stay consistent. That's another thing you got to just be consistent. You can't uh, start off one day and then say, "Oh, hey, you know, I'm gonna I had a good hard workout. I'm gonna take the next three days off and then hit it right. hard again." You, know, you can't you can't have that mentality. You just yeah. constantly got to be disciplined and and on it with the. Uh, laser-like focus
0: yeah uh, with <clears throat> lifting and with your nutrition right you know it's okay yeah, to have, have a cheat a, uh, day here and there Whether you know whether you're trying to get big or or lose weight it's okay to have a cheat day you know once a week or so but if you're if you're constantly giving yourself cheat meals throughout the week you know it's going to affect your lifting and, and you don't really notice how much food or sleep affects your lifting until you've done it for a little while
1: yeah, if somebody somebody yep. that's
0: lifted for a few years, they could tell you after they've had a, like for me, if I go have a fast food burger, I don't I don't work out the same. My intensity isn't as high because my my stomach will start to hurt and I just won't feel good while I'm lifting. That but if I have a home cooked meal like with you know chicken or something, chicken and rice or whatever, so I'll go out there and I'll dominate. But just having right. that one burger will mess up my workout
2: you know yeah man it's uh your body's fuel source the food you eat uh so if you're eating a bunch of candy um or you know like you said fast food uh maybe uh you know some people can perform well eating those things but just internally for your health it's not necessarily good to eat that stuff uh and your body does
0: react better to whole
2: food (laughs) yes um I will say that what helped me when I was uh, getting spooled up in weight training, uh, I, as far from, a, from a nutritional standpoint, was it's called uh, If It Fits Your Macros, or uh, what is it, F-I-F-Y-M. <clears throat> right. So basically the premise is you track how many grams of protein, how many grams of fat, and carbs you consume, uh, they have a calculator that basically spits out uh, how many calories you should consume based on your height, your weight, your age, your uh, gender, uh, what type of job you have, whether you're active or sedentary. Right. Uh, what else? Your activity level, as far as how many days do you work out, for how long? And so, like, we'll just I'll just spit out a generic number. Like, let's say you're 24 years old. And a, a male you're 6'1 and you weigh 180 so your intake for calories is going to be higher than if you're a five-foot woman who's 36 and uh you know is a postal worker right versus the young guy who let's say uh sits in an office so it just it, it depends what your uh what point at life you're in uh yeah. like I said your gender, your weight all that stuff so it factors all that in and it spits out the calories. So it'll say, like, let's say your total required calorie intake to build muscle is three thousand calories. Uh, so you need to consume, you know, x amount of grams of protein, fat, and carbs to yeah, it'll support have,
0: that. will have different percentages, like a like a pie. I think I've yeah, uh, exactly.
2: Yeah. I think uh, uh, my to is a good one. Yeah. Uh, there's so there's a bunch of different calculators out there. Um, I'm not necessarily biased towards one or the other. I've just used the official, if it fits your macros.com calculator, that one seemed to be the most accurate one.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, but in order to track food, a good app is my fitness pal. That one's pretty good. Cause it oh, has dear, uh scan barcodes from the food you eat or like the uh, stuff you buy at the store or fast food. Um, you can punch in the title of whatever it is you're eating and it'll automatically calculate it for you. And it'll show you if you're within your goals or not. So you can set your age and your, your goals for your calories and your macros on there as well. So that's a really helpful tool. It's time saving because you don't have to write all that down on paper. uh,
1: Yeah.
2: Math. Cause I used to do that before I found out about it and it just, it saves time. Um, And not everybody has time to sit there and be like, Oh yeah, you know, I had this amount of calories for this amount of meals and, blah 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 so on and so forth and even if you um like let's say you make meatloaf or a shepherd's pie if you put in the ingredients you used it'll spit out how many calories per serving yeah uh, it would be for you so that way you're not kind of like oh well you know i got to use this tomato sauce but i didn't measure my spaghetti and the sauce and this that the other you know it it helps you maintain
0: focus even Um, if you uh because uh, I've used that app before too. Even if you eat fast food, you could punch in, right, where you got it from and what it was, exactly, and then it it'll calculate what how many calories that had and how much fat and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, so that's a that's a huge tool. Um, <clears throat> and then for me personally, that that helped me stay structured in my diet and what I ate. Uh, I also learned that you can learn to relax when you eat that way. Because so when it, if it fits your macros is the saying, uh, so the macros being fat, protein and carbs, right? Like let's say I wanted to eat a hot fudge Sunday because I wanted to go out for some, for a treat or whatever, <clears throat> divert from the normal routine of my uh, typical meals. <laughs> then I would be able to plug in those numbers and I could like, let's say I went over my calories accidentally. Um, or even if I stayed within them, I could fit that in my meal and still eat other food too. Cause there's a misconception that if you eat junk food that you will gain weight, but that's not necessarily true. It's because you're going over the amount of calories your body needs to sustain itself. And so, you could eat, like, let's say you ate uh, four thousand calories of apples. Well, you're like, oh, well, apples are healthy. Yeah, that's true, but you're eating more than what your body.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're, you're still going calories. Calories. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And conversely, if I ate uh, four thousand calories of hot fudge sundays, you know, people associate sweets with being unhealthy, which which they are. Uh, not, good. I'm not trying to take away from that, but you'll still get the same effect. Yeah, so you want to have that that balance of you know eating fruits and vegetables and meat and grains, you know legumes and all that stuff. To yeah, on, on, that a, a too,
0: on that subject, um, there's a guy named uh, or there's two guys. There are companies like Luckhart and Keith or whatever, like something like that, and mm-hmm. they're uh, they're involved in the UFC and they do. Um, they're nutritionists for the Sea okay. Fighters. And I think they're involved in some boxing and stuff like that. One of them helped out uh, Demi Lovato when she was having like body issues or something. Okay. But uh, that, he did a podcast. Uh, both the guys did a podcast with um, Joe Rogan. And the one guy that was talking, the main guy that was talking, he was actually in, I believe, I believe he was in the Marines. And when he got his degree in his little nutritional stuff, he, he gave special diets to different types of Marines, like whatever your job was, they assigned a specific diet to you because you had a different type, you know, some people, uh, they lifted more, so they needed more protein and then the other guys, they ran more, so they needed more uh, fruits and salts. Yeah, and carbs. So, yeah, so he he uh, he dug into it a little bit. You know, he said it's kind of hard without knowing the person and knowing what they're, you know, because there's a lot of factors that go into your eating. But what yeah. did it get from him? It, it It's, for us normal people, or us day-to-day people, it definitely helped uh, with preparing for whatever workout you're going to do so like if you're going to go do um aerobic which is uh i think that's like running and stuff like that yeah yep. he says you want to before and after you want to have some fruits because of the sugars that you're going to be sweating mm-hmm. and stuff like that and some salts and that'll help yeah. help replenish what you're losing because a lot of people will they'll do aerobic exercises But they'll replenish with protein and carbs, and it's not, which carbs help a little bit, but it's not replenishing what they lost during that. Yeah, you know what's essential to the body, I should say.
2: Right. Yeah, salt helps with the water retention. So when you sweat, you're you're losing that. So you got to rebuild that. Uh, and then, yeah, fruit has, like you said, sugar, which is a carb, uh, which, which helps with their energy level, uh, fruit usually is a more quicker energy source than like, let's say if you got your carbs from more of a fibrous type of, uh, food source. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty good strategy he had there. Yeah. I've heard of some places in the military. It's not pretty extensive, but they'll, they'll utilize a nutritionist to help with, whatever their units, uh, goals are to achieve the mission.
0: Right. And and he also got into how, uh, with anaerobic, how you want to before and after have, um, an intake of protein and carbs. And I think he was talking more like, like bready carbs, you know?
2: Okay. Not Uh, soda or
0: candy. Right. Right. Like, um, like, uh, wheat, or like a grainy carb.
1: Yeah. Pasta. I can't remember
0: the exact words that he was using, but it's like a different, uh, you know, a different type of carb compared to carbs from sugar. So.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah. More complex carbs. Complex,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you're tearing muscle and stuff and those carbs and that protein work together and help rebuild that muscle. And I, right. I never noticed I, I never done it before because I always take my protein after I work out. So that one day that I worked out twice, um, which I didn't play on it, It just I just got uh, fired up after I had worked out that day and then had to go in the garage and work out. But I had a I've been ta- I've been actually making shakes because uh, they're a little more calories than just the protein drink itself. Uh, so I worked out then had my protein shake and was doing whatever got mad went out and I and I, I mean being mad and having a little bit of an intensity a little bit more intensity does help you lift better but I felt way better after I had the protein shake and then working out than I did working out and then having the protein shake.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. I've had that happen.
0: Yeah. I,
2: I like to, um, uh, eat probably. I, I wasn't always this way, but I like to eat now before like a, a pretty decent size meal before I work out and then lift yes. and then have another, another one afterwards. It just, it kind of puts gas in the tank before you go yeah. lift and then afterwards it kind of fills you back up again. So you're not just run down and depleted afterwards. Right. And you probably get that rebuilding process going on your muscles. So yeah, I've, I've noticed, a. Uh, huge improvement in my workouts cause I've done fasted workouts before and those are tough. Some people can do them. Uh, I'm not one of those people. I mean, I could do it, but it's just not going to be my best foot forward. So I, I can, uh, definitely relate to, to that situation. You well, they, just went through
0: <laughs> there's a, a couple dudes that I follow. One of them has a po- uh, podcast. His name is, uh, Cody boom, boom, something. And his thing is, uh Boom, boom, performance or something like that. And he actually trains coaches and he trains people to be coaches. Oh, solid! But but he also he he also takes on clients that want to lose weight and stuff like that himself. And uh, he was talking about when you're when you're wanting to like after your bulking season, right? And you've you've gained X amount of weight, and then you want to cut and get toned up. When you put your body in a deficit, right? You have to put your body in a deficit in order to lose weight. Yeah. It's the only way you're gonna lose weight. You you can't eat the same amount of calories, you know, or or maintain at a certain amount of calories. You have to have a you have to burn more than you're eating. Yes. So he says when you do that and you go to your workout, you're not gonna lift as much, right? You're probably not gonna work out as long. So you have to you have to be conscientious of that going into it, because you will hurt yourself. If you're trying to lift the same amount of weight you were when you were being fueled the way you were, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're, it, now you're depleted your body trying to lift that same amount of weight and it's, it's, it doesn't work.
2: Ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, there's been, obviously, there's been different studies that show that your body is going to have less energy as far as uh, output <clears throat> goes, but. From personal experience, I've also had that happen to me. Uh, This was before I learned about nutrition. Uh, I tried, quote-unquote, cutting, um, and I didn't really understand that I couldn't progress as much as I wanted to or go as hard as I wanted to while restricting my calories, and so I hit plateaus. I actually saw a regression of strength, but... Yeah, if yeah. you if you do it right, which would be uh, as far as cutting, you're supposed to increase your protein and decrease your fat and carbs. Yes. Uh, so the protein will help your muscles still recover, but your body's still losing fat. Right. Uh, but you won't be building muscle, so you're just trying to maintain that lean muscle mass, so your body doesn't yeah. eat that away. Uh, yeah. And so when you're lifting, you have to make sure that. You're tailoring your workout to that, uh, nutritional intake. So you won't max out as much or your intensity is not going to be as much. Your goal should be to maintain strength and it is possible to build strength, but it's going to be at a very much slower pace, uh, much more slower pace, excuse me, than, uh, if you were in a surplus. And so you just have to take that into account. as you said, uh, and be realistic, uh, it, it is easy to get impatient, or at least for me, I'll sp- speak for myself, to get impatient with uh, progress because you kind of want to have your cake and eat it too. You, you want yeah. to at the same time, but then you want to, you know, uh, increase your lifts. Uh, and so if you're not on steroids, you have to choose one or the other. You can't right. Right. Uh, cut and, and increase your lifts. Uh, you can't lose fat and build muscle at the same time unless you're a novice lifter uh
0: yeah and and that's where i'm at right now is like i've seen how like i've gained about probably about five pounds maybe a little maybe six or seven pounds Mm -hmm. uh, in the last like eight to ten weeks Especially since I started doing those uh, those shakes, I've noticed um, an increase. But I'm not at the body fat percentage I want to be. Right? I'm up around 17, 18, I think, right now. Okay. And my goal is I want to be at 12. But I've noticed my strength increasing a lot. You know, like I'm hitting new PRs and awesome awesome yeah and then and then i could i could tell like me and my wife do this thing where she uh i I think we call it an arm check or something so like she'll measure my arms by wrap like by trying to touch her fingers all the way around
1: you Mm -hmm. know
0: and uh like last year she her fingers overlapped each other you know by a by a joint or so and now And now she's she's tip to tip, you know. So I'm, oh, okay. like, I'm like, man, like I'm loving, I'm loving getting bigger and lifting a lot of weight, but I want to look cut. So I'm yeah, like, like I'm supposed mentally, like starting tomorrow, I'm supposed to go into a six week cut, high rep, lower weight workouts with some cardio. And uh, and definitely more abs and legs than I've that I then I've been doing, but I'm like, man, I just want to like capitalize on top of this progress I've made, you know?
2: Yeah, man i i, I can understand that. Um, I think there's a there's a misconception. So when you when people view their body composition, uh, a lot of people. Obviously, you want to look good. Um, I'm not taking away from that. But yeah. I think the way people need to – when they first start off, they need to build muscle first. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And so when they start off like, oh, you know, I want to get cut. I want to look lean and this, that, and the other. But there's no lean muscle mass. Yeah. And so, like, let's say you they started to cut and they meet X amount of pounds because that's their goal. Then they're like, oh, man, I don't really see what I – I wanted to see or what I thought I would have, what have you. And so they're disappointed with the end result, but they don't realize that. So when you're lifting and you're gaining weight and you're, you know, you're training, you're eating right and all that stuff, you're building lean muscle. It might not look like it, but it's still under there under the fat layer. And so you are somewhat deceived by your progress. Um, You might see a little more muscle definition, but it's not as pronounced. And so people, don't realize that that's how they'll get lean. So you'll get bigger and you have to take time to build that mass and then, uh, kind of self evaluate or speak to a professional, uh, as far as what's a good stopping point. And then you can cut. And then since you've built up that lean mass, you see it more and it's more pronounced and you have more of a satisfying result. Um, so I think, uh, people kind of want to put the cart before the horse and it's like, no, you got to build your muscle before you can even see it. Cause right now yeah. you really don't have anything. Yeah. And, um, I've, I struggle with that too. Cause like I said, you know, everybody wants to have that, you know, nice looking beach body or whatever, <clears throat> whatever your goal may be. And so it's, you just got to stay the course with, uh, building muscle
0: and, not
2: get too caught up in the glamour muscles
0: let's talk about that a little bit what what (laughs) advice would you give somebody that's skinnier that's getting into lifting that wants to be strong and be able to you know protect their family and stuff like that what advice like how would you obviously me and you don't have any degrees in fitness and nutrition and stuff like that. But from your experience and your knowledge that you've gained, what advice would you give somebody getting started uh, into lifting and wanting to uh, get big and improve their strength? Uh,
2: So for me, I would, I would say uh, first and foremost is to make sure to eat enough. To support your your goal to lift weights and to ex- <clears throat> excuse me to grow your strength, uh, so consume a lot of protein. Typically, um, for every pound of body weight, you should consume uh, 0.8 to one grams of protein per pound of body weight. Uh, make
0: sure you're okay. getting. How many meals a day do you think they should have? Because, you know, there's people the, out there that say have three big meals or six big meals or this or that.
2: Honestly, or- it's, it's all personal preference. Me, I, I typically I eat about two big meals a day. Um, there's been points in my life where I've had six smaller meals or three smaller meals. So whatever helps you better. Um, if, if you like to eat a big meal in the morning and then light it throughout the day, and that works for you great so you'll have to uh kind of mess around a little bit to see what works better because if you notice an increase in performance depending on how you adjust your eating schedule then you should probably stick with that best um so obviously if you're going to go run for like four or five miles or whatever amount of miles depending on your cardio you know don't you know eat a whole bunch of uh, dairy products or anything super heavy, you probably puke your guts up all over the sidewalk. But, um, if you're going to lift, yeah, a bigger meal would help support that exertion. Uh, as far as programs go, I'm biased to the five, three, one program. Um, again, his name's Jim Wendler, uh, last name's W E N D L E R. His, his method is, uh, it's pretty old school. It's, it's a no nonsense type of lifting program. Right. It doesn't have any of these fad type lifts. This is all like, you know, 30, 40 years ago, lifting type stuff. That's tried and true methods. Um, as you uh, deadlift bench squat overhead press. Um, and then they'll have you do a lot of stuff with, uh, dumbbells. You'll do dips and pull-ups, uh, for the strength training side. And then he also does, uh, cardio and he gives uh there's a book he has 531 forever and it basically has like a bunch of different types of variations of the 531 program that you can do and then it also has different ideas for cardio so you could you know push a prowler or pull a sled um do hill sprints uh run with the weight vest i mean the, there's just so many options jump rope um and
0: so think- he do do you Go think ahead. that the uh the five three one method would be okay for somebody that works out by themselves and doesn't have a spotter?
2: Um that's right? a case they're, kind, by of, they're
0: case. kind of learning their body.
2: Yeah. I would honestly if so if you're beginning to lift, I would not train alone. I would train with someone who's experienced uh, or at a gym. Somewhere where there's uh, other people around in case you do get injured or if you're going to lift heavier than uh, normal. So, like, let's say you're going to go for a PR on bench. It's not wise to do that on your own for the uh, beginning process of your weight training. Uh, As you gain experience, you'll know how to abort certain lifts. Yeah. But there's come there comes a point where you're going to lift a heavy enough weight to where you cannot safely do it on your own. Uh, so for me personally, I there's been times where I have asked for spotters. Um, I was bench pressing, I think it was three fifteen, and I had I didn't have one spotter. I had two guys um, uh, to help me, and yeah, so just in case, bar. like for like, what if you have a dev- like a a muscle tear? You know, sometimes even if you have good form that that can happen.
0: Right.
2: So just, just to have that for safety's sake, uh, definitely have a spotter, but there's certain exercises where you don't need a smaller, a spotter, excuse me. Uh, you know, if you deadlift or, you know, your overhead press, um, or if you're squatting in a power rack, the safety pins can kind of catch you. Yeah. If, they, uh, if you have to abort the lift, uh, for, so for probably definitely work out with someone.
0: Yeah, for, for me, I suggest, yeah, I mean, that's first and foremost. If you're just starting out, definitely get a spotter if you can. But if you're working out at home and, you know, but you got bench and you got a couple things that you can do and, and lift kind of heavy, I wouldn't, I would start off with the bar and just add on a little bit of weight here and there and see where you're, where you're at, you know?
2: Yeah. Def- definitely measure yourself. Uh, yeah. and, and then once you kind of find
0: a comfortable weight that I would, I would do um, like uh, what I like to do is three by tens. So you do three sets of 10 reps. Right. And I think for somebody just starting out, it's a good way to not just gain some endurance and muscle in, um, you know, in your, in your major muscles, but it will strengthen, um, those accessory muscles, you know, and, and you can kind of gauge what's cool about it because it's, it's a longer, uh, reps, right. It's a longer amount of reps. You can learn to feel the burn in your, in your muscles. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like when you do three reps, it's hard to feel where that bur- All you know is it's hard, right? Whereas, right, when you do the one to one to eight, or one to ten, or one to twelve, whatever, wherever, whatever, whatever yeah. number you're picking, you can feel right. the progression of the tension that that weight yeah. is having on you know what I mean? You're I still
2: gaining strength, but it's more geared toward, um the, the, the
0: connection.
2: yeah and so if you're doing the lower reps between like uh between one to six uh you're it's more going towards strength right uh, you can feel the muscles being recruited but i get what you're saying uh you you, you can feel the most the the body mind connection more uh
0: because yeah Cause what, what can then. happen too and like what'll what'll happen to me is uh like in my head, I'll have a certain you know, no, a certain number of weight, certain pounds of weight on the bench, and then in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit this eight times, or I'm going to hit this ten times, or whatever. Well, when you get to like your fifth or sixth one, if you're struggling with the fifth or sixth one, you're like in your head, you can be like, okay, I'm I'm not going to be able to hit that next rep, you know, so it. it like, I think for somebody starting out, it teaches them to gauge safely um, how to put that must how to put that weight up and yeah. um, when to stop, right? When to call it quits.
2: Right, yeah. I'd kind of just get a feel of how their body's going to react just to get yeah. more experience and now, kind definitely, of critique mentally.
0: <clears throat> right, right, exactly. And I, and I think, you know, maybe after three or four months maybe even two months depending on where you're at physically um you could go to your three your uh, five three one method because you've learned in that three to five months how to how to get that mind muscle connection you know
2: yeah for sure for sure um and so back to if you're beginning out your journey of uh, strength training, Uh, another good guy who has a lot of uh, really good informative articles and videos is Mark Ripto. He has a a website where he publishes articles um, and he'll have other people publish articles about weight training um, or even just like the, life related stuff and how it kind of pertains to, to weight training and the overall functionality of it. He's also a no nonsense guy right. that doesn't buy to the fitness fads. And his uh, method is also uh, revolves around the barbell, just like five, three, one does. And uh, he, he shoots straight with what the fitness industry is doing at basically lying to people and kind of selling them a, false set of goods to reach goals that aren't really attainable or realistic um, or how they set people up for failure, especially with like gym trainers. He was just, uh, you know, poke holes in how the industry is just uh, trying to scam people out of money and sell them these useless, uh, I guess pieces of junk that you see on TV that really aren't going to help you. Right. achieve any form of actual fitness um it's just a money-making ploy not to say that people are not making products to not make money but it's just uh, it's basically a scam um
0: yeah Yeah.
2: and so they're not really gearing people for success like a sugar pill yeah yeah pretty much uh and so he he has a pretty pretty good uh fountain of information to glean uh any type of topic in regards to weightlifting. Um, So I I really enjoy his, his videos, um, seeing his articles posted, especially on Facebook.
1: Yeah,
2: Um, I will say that I've never really used his program. So I can't say from a personal experience of, to, of the uh, results, but from what I've gathered, it's, it's a pretty, pretty tried and true method from, reading what other people have had to say about it and uh, seeing the results of his clients and so on and so forth. But yeah, the, so the nutrition, the weight training, uh, I would get into a gym or a facility that allows barbells to be used in training, uh, especially like deadlifting uh, or if you're into Olympic lifting with like power cleans and, snatches and all that uh, yeah. a lot of gyms don't allow for one the the weights to be slammed on the ground which if you're doing those lifts correctly they're going to hit the ground hard yeah, some gyms don't don't
1: allow that. yeah
2: right uh you can use bumper or you should be using bumper plates and then a lot of gyms especially commercial ones don't use allow the use of chalk which allows the user to grip the knurling on the barbell more effectively especially uh if you are having sweaty hands like me, if uh, I'm working out during the summer, the gym gets hot or I work out at Right. That's, the grip isn't nearly as firm as it needs to be. So I'll throw some chalk on there sometimes to help me uh, get a good grip on the barbell, especially if I'm going to hit a, try to hit a PR or heavier right. weight <clears throat> for sure. And then uh, I would say to surround yourself with, friends or if you can family members just people who know more than you do in that area so you can kind of bounce ideas or ask questions or uh, they can give you advice and mentor you in that area that you don't have a lot of experience in
1: yeah
0: definitely pretty
2: key points
0: yeah um well, my little backstory is, uh, like, my, my dad, he's he's worked out since I was, like, little baby. And uh, he got some weights from my uncle and kept them in the garage. So, when he would get home from work, he'd go work out in the garage. And so, I'd go back there with him at, like, you know, five, six years old. And he had a little uh incline bench. It was, like, incline only, basically. That's how it was made. And I'd go back there, and I'd have a it was a barbell, but it was like one of those like five pound barbells, you know, it wasn't the Olympic ones. Right. And put like five, 10 pounds on each side and bench that and, uh, work out with him in the back. So I've, I've been in love with weightlifting for a while. And, uh, I think about 16, I got 15, 16. I got like real serious about it. Mm -hmm. So me and my buddy junior were, Hitting it hard, and I gained from uh, like in just in that year or two, I went from one thirty-five to one fifty-five, but I was only oh, like sorry. five seven, you know. So I mean, it, it looked it was I looked pretty stacked. And then uh, when I was sixteen to eighteen, I worked out with this buddy at this church I went. For their youth group and uh he taught me a lot about muscle isolation and stuff like that and I got up to like 158 but I was like at 14% body fat and then after that I did uh boxing at like 19 20 years old <coughs> And that was that's a total difference from going for weightlifting to boxing. Yeah,
2: that's more geared towards endurance, if anything.
0: Right, right. So that was uh, that was pretty cool to be able to do. I did that for a few years, and then uh, got married and stuff. And uh, I look, it's funny, I look back at my wedding pictures because I, I never really got this. So the uh, when we were talking about sedentary lifestyle and stuff like that, when I was working at uh, the base, <coughs> there was a gym up there, and uh, when I was an EMT up there, and so we'd go and hit the gym and stuff. But when we weren't at the gym, we were sitting on the couch, you know. So I got, yeah. I got, I got up to like 175, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you could really see it in my face. That uh, it was mostly not good fat, you know, or yeah. it was not good weight. It's
2: all about that body composition.
0: Yeah, I was probably upwards of 20-something, you know, early 20% body fat. Um, so then when I started working at the mine, I uh, got on a little better eating routine and uh, worked out a little bit more. And was a little more, you know, a little more conscious of my eating. So I went back down to like one seventy, and then when I started this new job, I went down to like one sixty, and like just maybe a little bit below one sixty. And then, so since I've lost, since I lost that fat for this last, you know, ten weeks or so, I've been uh, trying to gain muscle and stuff and I got up, yeah. to, up to 165 166 now all right on yeah <clears throat> so so that's pretty cool um, so what advice would you have for somebody that's overweight and uh, is, is uh, getting into lifting but also wants to lose some weight Obviously, wants to
2: lower that body composition. Uh, So, I would definitely say to increase your uh, protein intake if it's not rather high. Um, Eat more uh, nutritionally dense foods. So, migrate away from uh, sugary cereals, uh, sugary soft drinks, um, fast food. I would definitely, uh, I wouldn't go overboard, but start to increase or maybe even start, maybe you don't do cardio at all, but some sort of cardiovascular activity. So, uh, like rowing. walking, running, rowing. Yeah. Uh, swimming yeah. good too, depending on, I know some people who don't look like they're in very good shape, but they can swim pretty well. Uh, right. so when you're starting off, uh, to exercise and you're overweight you'll and you restrict your or lower your calorie intake, you'll see your pounds, uh, come off rather quickly. Yeah. Uh, just that, that cool. Even
0: just your, even just adjusting your diet. Yeah. Yeah. You so know, cutting, you can cutting calories and stuff. You can, you'll just doing that. You will notice, um, it won't be as dramatic, but you'll notice some yeah. weight, weight loss even right. just from, from that. Yeah.
2: And staying consistent is a a huge factor in nutrition and uh, just fitness life overall, obviously, but um, don't, if you get discouraged, just keep pushing through. Um, If you, you know, have a bad day and you splurge or something, it's all right. It's just one day, you know, you got to keep things in perspective. Yeah. Uh, You didn't get overweight you know, in one day or a week, you know, it was over time. And so to reverse the process, it's going to take an amount of time. Uh, You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So just be patient. Uh, Yeah. Just uh, lock up the diet process of uh, your life. And I know it's easier said than done, but uh, just staying disciplined in that area will help you tremendously as far as performance and the quality of life Uh, and
0: and that's why you got to have fun with it because if you're not having fun um lifting weights or running or this or that then when you're not seeing the results you're not going to want to do it anymore yeah you know that's
2: true not not every day is going to be fun but you should take some sort of uh joy out of uh, exercise not everybody likes to exercise me personally i to me it's fun i i enjoy it thoroughly i look forward to it other yeah. people seem to dread it i can't really understand why because you're bettering yourself you're building discipline and toughness you're committing yeah. to something uh being in shape or strong uh physically fit you you're not just doing it for you necessarily you like for instance if there's an emergency uh needed to lift somebody out of a burning car wreck i don't know just whatever yeah
1: yeah uh, yeah.
2: or carry somebody somewhere um, you know you should be able to be picked on yeah or you know just whatever or at work you know if you if you have to lift heavy objects or yeah you're constantly moving around you know you want to be able to do that efficiently being in shape if it, it, your body it puts your body into a uh, level of efficiency greater than not exercising yeah. and strength training you know your heart's stronger your lungs are stronger you, you feel your, better
0: about yourself
2: you have that self-confidence yeah. your muscle Obviously, uh, your muscles increase in strength and growth. Uh, your bone density increases. You lower your risk of heart disease. I mean, there's just there's many benefits. Mentally, you think more clearly. I can go on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, so just overall, it helps. Uh, you know, you have you add longevity to your years. Uh, it reduce or sorry, doesn't reduce it. Blunts the aging process. So they've there's been. Multiple studies showing that people got who got older and stopped exercising had a decline in the quality of health and their uh, their uh, the durability. Uh, then oh, that was they were more at greater risk for bone breaks versus the people the elderly who continued to exercise. Those who kept exercising still had a higher. Uh, bone density
0: yeah if, uh, mean, massive, on that on subject degree. Degree. if you look at people that um, that are continually you know either working out or still working in some way shape or form you know whether it be on their yard or on cars or this or that but they're retired you know and they're yeah. they're, they're older they're a lot more spry than people that ha- than older people that have a sedentary lifestyle it's like it's almost like your body is like oh well if you're done working and you're not gonna need me anymore then i'm just gonna head out
2: yeah yeah if you, you know don't uh if you don't use it then you lose it yeah
0: there's like no purpose it's almost like your your body knows there's no purpose for yeah for being you know in shape or, or whatever what yeah. have you
2: there was a – I don't remember the individual's name, but they basically said you don't get – you don't stop lifting because you get old. You get old because you stop lifting. Right. You can apply that to anything, not just lifting, but like a, a body in motion stays in motion. Uh, yeah. You know, Those are all cliches, but they have – it's true because you see yeah. people – even if you just go for a walk, you don't have to necessarily lift weights, but yeah, um, just staying active – Uh, Because after a certain age, your body starts to uh, lose muscle mass and your bone density starts to decrease. And so, uh, especially when you're elderly, you see a lot of elderly people fall uh, and have these bad bone breaks. And so, if you're, um, you know, exercising and keeping your body stronger than what it would be if you didn't, you can recover ba- uh, faster from injury or sickness. Your body is in a more efficient state and the immune system is uh, stronger and your heart yeah. is obviously stronger. So your body is, your organs are able to help support your life uh, <clears throat> longevity and yep. capacity to even, you know, pick up your kids or your grandkids or whatever, look, you know, look
0: at a, uh... Look at Sylvester Stallone and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Their yeah, dudes are you know in their seventies, still doing action films, and you know they're lifting weights and right. stuff like that. And you know I'm sure they got nutritionists or whatnot, but because they're staying in shape and and lifting the weights and, yeah. and keeping their body working to, to their their aim, they look great for how old they are. You know.
2: Okay. Even uh, Jackie Chan. I think Jackie Chan's in his late 50s or 60s. Uh, And then Tom Cruise, he's in his late 50s, too. And those guys, they're all in tremendous shape.
0: Yeah.
2: But uh, aside from, you know, personal reasons, uh, you know, being strong and physically fit, you should be able to uh, respond to an emergency situation, like I said before. Um, you know, life comes at you fast and you never know when someone might need a, a helping hand or, yeah. you know, you want yeah. to be strong for your family to pick up your kids or do yeah, like run house.
0: I'll, I'll watch movies, you know, and, there, and there'll be certain situations where they're trying to get somebody out or they're trying to escape themselves. And I'm like, well, don't they just kick the door down. Yeah. You know, but it's like somebody that's skinny or they're not in shape. And I'm like, dude, I would be breaking that wall down. Right. You know what I mean? so that you know i'm always like i'm not i'm not a worst case scenario type guy but i want to be prepared for certain things yeah So that way if i had to break a car window in the water you know to get out of it you know something yeah to, to that way i can save myself and my family from whatever situation we may right. be in
2: yeah absolutely you know that that's part of the responsibility of protecting your family, you know, is to be able to navigate dangerous situations and being physically fit helps you navigate dangerous situations. Um, yeah. I mean, even if you had to run a hundred yards to get away from a, a fire or an explosion or whatever the case may be,
1: yeah. you,
2: you don't want to be that liability. You, you want to be an asset. So yes, you need exactly. to take the initiative to to push yourself. Even if it's not fun for you, fitness uh, will build some quality character traits in you. Uh, to me, obviously not everybody has accessibility or maybe for whatever health reasons, they're limited in what they can do as far as exercises. But I think it's kind of selfish to basically say, oh, I'm not going to be in shape. I'm just going to be a fat bump on the log, you know. Right. We see it in healthcare costs going up every year because people are, you know, diabetes, uh, cardiovascular diseases. I mean, I go on and on with the state of the nation's health status. You know, you have all these people that are obese, too, not just overweight, but deathly obese. (laughs) Speaking
0: of that, it it always trips me out that um, like, when you see see couples you know, maybe when they got married, they were both like a both an eight or whatever, right on the scale of one to ten, or both like an eight or whatever. Yeah. But, and then they get married and they go on. They you know they've been married a few years and the the husband, or you know the roles could be switched. Husband or the wife just kind of lets themselves go. Yeah. But then the other the other, the significant other is staying in shape and eating right still and all this. And I'm like, man, you know, just because you got a ring on it, you know, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you know, if you want a 10, you gotta be a 10. Yeah. You know, that's, I try to keep that kind of mentality because my, my wife's hot. So I have to make sure that I stay in shape. Gotta keep up. So, yeah, I gotta keep up. <clears throat> so when I see that, I'm like, uh, you know, it's uh, especially when it's like, cause, because women they have children you know and and this and that and they don't even have to like you know i'm talking about like real big you know women that get like real big right like, the women that have child weight and stuff like that but they're they're fulfilling their roles as a mother and mm-hmm. and they're still kind of eating healthy like that that's cool and, and then the and then i love it when i see the dad that's He's in shape, you know, to be able to protect them and stuff like that. But it's the ones that are, they just don't give a rip. Like you could just tell.
2: Yeah. They just kind of give up.
0: I'm like, dude, like, you know, your wife's doing what she can. You know, you guys had five kids, four or five kids. So it's hard for her to get a workout in or whatever, but she's doing what she can, taking care of the body, you know, the best she can. So that way she's healthy for the kids and for you. And here you are popping over, popping open your sixth beer of the night. You know, for the fifth time this week, after uh, coming home from work and not doing anything, and you've gained over a 100 pounds since getting married, like, you know, wh- how are you going to protect her? Like, how are you going to protect your family?
2: Yeah, man, you could, what if you, or what if you die of a heart attack, and you leave your yeah. family out in the cold without right. somebody providing? <clears throat> it,
0: yeah. It, yeah, That's it. the biggest reason right there because right. it, you you, know, it's one thing to get your butt kicked for protecting your wife's honor or whatever but it's another thing to shorten your lifespan because you're lazy
2: yeah that's, you know yeah, I mean? that's basically being derelict in your responsibility yeah to,
0: exactly
2: to protect your family uh, also for, from a biblical perspective you know the Lord says that our bodies are his temple <clears throat> and that he obviously gave us these bodies and that we're supposed to be good stewards of what we're given. And so yeah. to me, that's whenever I see people that, uh, don't take care of themselves, uh, that to me that they're, they're basically shirking off that responsibility and that yeah. they're being disobedient to God. Um, and so it's another aspect, you know, obviously we shouldn't view Exercise and weight training as the end all be all because the Bible also talks. I think it was Paul that said that you know it doesn't do you really much good to be physically fit. It's more better to basically you know live, leave to lead a life of uh, that God called us to live.
0: Yeah, yeah. And,
2: uh, I, mean, I but,
0: forget where that's at, but I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah,
2: and so um, you you got to maintain that uh, perspective, if you will. So don't lose sight of that thinking that, uh, it's the end all be all, you know, you shouldn't neglect your family necessarily for exercise. You need to gear your, uh, training around your lifestyle. So you got to make it work. Yeah. So if you only have 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour or whatever, you have to tailor your, uh, your strategy to what you're given uh, because it's extremely foolish on the other hand to stay in shape, but then you're not there with your kids. You're not there with your wife. You're, yeah. you know, you're whatever, neglecting other responsibilities around the house. Uh, yeah. And so uh, also you, like, let's say if you're married, whatever, if you're a husband or if you're a wife and you're, you staying in shape but you're not really helping your mate to facilitate them being able to stay in shape like if they're strained for time or watching the kids or you know running errands for them so that they could get in their workout too yeah you gotta understand that it's not just all about you and then (laughs) you can't get frustrated with them because they're not meeting your expectations Uh, especially if if women have uh you know if they've had a lot of children or, you know, post- postpartum issues or whatever, you got to be understanding yeah. as well. in that aspect, you can't yeah. just demand a certain level uh, and be unrealistic, but it's also good to keep your partner accountable too and say, Hey, you yeah. know, be, you got to be tactful and loving in the way you say, it, you know, like uh, and holding them accountable, like not necessarily telling them that they're letting themselves go, but I mean, you know, you're more, uh, uh, invasively than anybody else does so you can right. tailor your words to however it would fit but yeah make sure to hold each other accountable and that's another thing uh, uh, marriage aside is if you're starting out to lift uh brand new is to find someone who will hold you accountable to your goals too and make sure you're sticking with your uh, your routine and staying disciplined
0: <laughs> yeah that this discipline is huge. you yeah. not just, not just in your eating, you know, not, not just in your being consistent, but, but your work, you're working out itself, not, not going off. Um, program, I should say, you know, that you're, you're sticking to a program, right? Cause you could be doing all kinds of different workouts all the time. and, you may tone up but if your goal is to get bigger you're not going to get bigger because you're not sticking to a program yeah you only gave it a week or two and you're like well i haven't seen any results and then exactly then you steer off and you go do something it's like you have to give it its time you know
2: yeah you definitely got to be anchored down you can't just kind of blow with the wind and go off of how you feel necessarily you just gotta keep at it like you said just chisel away
0: <clears throat> yep yeah. yep it's all about being consistent and uh and and staying on track yeah for sure and i mean that's that's the same with the bible and stuff man yeah. you know that that is um hard to do too you know oh you, yeah that, you gotta make that fun also right these these things that you want to do in your life if they're not fun you're not going to stick with them right you know hmm. if you're not praying that god gives you a revelation every time you read the bible you know and he may or may not every single time but I, I guarantee you your spirit's going to be fed one way or the other
1: absolutely but if, you're,
0: if you're not having fun with what you're doing you're not going to stick with it
2: yeah man I- it, it is key, or you should have fun doing a lot of things in your life. Um, I do see that a lot of people say, oh, you know, I got to stay motivated or I got to, you know, like in that, in that vein. Um, and motivation honestly can disappear so quickly um, right. if you right. wake up tired or you had a bad day and you're not motivated to go to the gym that that's just, that's not a good foundation to have. And So discipline is basically like concrete, you know, you're going to, it's firm and whether you have a good day or a bad day or you feel like doing it, you're going to still do it no matter what. And like you said, that's
0: how you feel that day.
2: Right. And And so, like you said, you you can apply that to your faith. You know, I'd be lying if I said, I felt like praying and reading my Bible every day. Um, and so you got to die to your flesh and discipline yep. yourself um, and maintain that relationship with God. Cause he wants to talk to you and he wants to see you grow and see you prosper. Yep. But you got to put in the work just like going to the gym and you got to build your spiritual muscles and uh, advance in that area and, just like, you know, you go to the gym and you you hit the, the your bench and your squat, you got to stay in your word and develop in certain areas of your life that you're weak in. Yeah. And then as you get, you know, you gain more experience and you grow in your faith, you can see areas that you need to tighten up more. Just like when you deadlift and you squat, you know, when you get to a higher weight, you start to see weaknesses in your form or, you know, you can feel it in your muscle contractions where certain muscles aren't as strong as where they need to be. And so it's limiting your lift, you know, so uh, a lot of values go hand in hand, you know, with your faith and weight training and wanting to see the results and being consistent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What was I going to say? Yeah, that's what it's. Uh, it, it's it's similar. Like when you're just like you were saying, just starting out uh, weight trading, and then and then like kind of being new in the faith or or rededicating your life. Yeah, you know, and you're getting back into it. Um, I think it was Paul also that said in the New Testament how, I I think he was talking to the Church of Corinthians. I think when he was saying, you guys are still on the milk you should be you should be on the bread and the meat. Yeah. Right. So that's what happens if you're not consistent and staying on program in um weightlifting too is you know like that's kind of uh what happened to me cuz growing up I never had like a set program. I just went and lifted weights. Right? And I was uh I would try to add weight once in a while but I wasn't like, I never had a real, I had a goal, but I never had a plan to reach that goal. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the same thing can happen in our faith is if you're not having a goal, uh, and a plan when you read your, when you read your Bible and in your faith and stuff like that, you know, if you're just basically, if you're just reading to read, right. And you're not reading to get something out of it. Um, That's like being on the milk instead of the uh, meat and the bread. Solid food, right. Yeah, you're not getting what you should out of it.
2: Yeah, you definitely can't just go through the motions of it either. Just kind of read and speed read through it just for the sake of reading it.
0: Yep. All right, man. That was a... Good talk.
2: Yeah, man, definitely.
0: Love talking about working out, man. Oh, and so do I. Co- correlating it with the Bible, it's a, uh, it's good stuff.
2: Yep, absolutely.
0: All right, well, you get a, you have a good day, man. And, uh, we'll talk to you soon.
2: Yeah, man, take it easy, brother. Stay safe out there.